0: Today we're going to be talking in our series, Running the Race, a Challenge for Elders, Deacons, and You. And we're going to specifically focus on qualified leadership. What does it take to be an elder, a servant leader in a church? In a letter to a young presbyter named Neopotion, dated AD 394, Jerome rebuked the churches of his day for their hypocrisy in showing more concern for the appearance of their church buildings than the careful selection of their church leaders. Many build churches nowadays, their walls and pillars of glowing marble, their ceilings glittering with gold, their altars studded with jewels, he wrote. Yet to the choice of Christ's ministers, no heed is paid. I think a similar error is repeated by many churches today. Many churches seem oblivious to the biblical requirements for their spiritual leaders, as well as to the need for the congregation to properly examine all candidates for leadership in light of biblical standards. Alexander Strock, in his book, Biblical Eldership, An Urgent Call to Restore Biblical Church Leadership, says this on the need for qualified elders. The most common mistake made by churches that are eager to employ eldership is to appoint biblically unqualified men. Because there's always a need for more shepherds, it's tempting to allow unqualified, uh, unprepared men to assume leadership in the church. This is, however, a time-proven formula for failure. A biblical eldership requires biblically qualified elders. He continues, The overriding concern of the New Testament in relation to church leadership is for the right kind of men to serve as elders and deacons. Now, let me be clear here. The offices of God's church are not honorary positions that are given to individuals who have simply attended church faithfully over the years or, or, or for nice men who are in their senior seasons of life They're they're not board positions to be filled by our good friends or rich donors or charismatic personalities. And also you don't have to be a Bible college or seminary graduate to be an elder or a deacon. You see the servant leader position for both elders and deacons. They are open to all who meet the apostolic biblical requirements. And the New Testament is unequivocally empathetic on this point. And we should be as well. Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus that was having some troubles at the time in 1 Timothy 3, 1 through 7, the qualifications for overseers. Let's look at that. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. The saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober minded, self-controlled, respectable, with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. And then towards the end of this part of the letter, he says something to them that caught my attention that I want to share with you. He's explaining to them that Christ's church must have qualified, approved elders to lead them. And he says this in 1 Timothy 3, chapter 3, um, verses 14 and 15. He basically, it's an oh, by the way kind of statement. He says, by the way, I hope to see you soon, but I'm writing these things to you. That's all the stuff I just shared. I'm writing these things to you so that if I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of the truth. You see, the qualifications for servant leadership are not just something to be checked off for a moment. They're to be lived out every single day of your life. John MacArthur once said, whatever the leaders are, the people will become. Uh, More importantly, Hosea said in Hosea chapter 4 verse 9, and it shall be like people, like priest, like people, like priest. That's what Hosea said. Jesus said it this way in Luke chapter 6 verses 39 and 40. Luke 6, 39 through 40, Jesus said, he was telling them a parable and he says, can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they both not fall into a pit? And verse 40 says, A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. Brothers and sisters, biblical history demonstrates that people will seldom rise above the spiritual level of their leadership. Because people are like sheep. Remember, we're sheeple. The shepherd elders have a powerful impact on the behaviors, attitudes, and thinking Of the people. That's why it's important that we understand the qualities that an elder should have. That's why we have to do our part as Christians to know these qualities. We have to do our part as Christians and be accountable to the men in leadership if they don't possess these qualities. Folks, if an elder has a contentious spirit, the people will inevitably become contentious. 1 Timothy 3 says that. If the elders are inhospitable, the sheeple will become inhospitable, unfriendly, unwelcoming, cold. Titus one eight refers to that. If the elders have a love for money over a love for the Lord, people will become lovers of money. If the elders are not sensible, balanced, self-controlled, their judgment will be characterized by ugly extremes, which will cause the sheeple to be unbalanced. Again, that's from 1 Timothy chapter 3. You see, if the elders aren't faithful to God and their wives, they will subtly encourage others to become unfaithful. If the elders do not faithfully hold to the authority of the word of God, the people will not hold to it either. If we want our churches to be spiritually fit, we must require our elders to be spiritually fit. Something to remember here is this. First off, I'm in no way saying or implying that the men in leadership at Huntsville Christian Church do not possess these qualities. They do possess these qualities. I want you to know that. Uh, But I think in order for all of us to do our parts well, we need to know as individual Christians what is required of us. And remember, there's God's part, your part, and my part. We all have a part. We all have something to do as Christians And if you're not involved in a servant leadership position here at Huntsville Christian Church, then your part is to know the qualifications and make sure that the men affirmed to these positions hold to those qualifications. That's your part. This series is called Running the Race, a challenge for elders, deacons, and you. And here's the thing about accountability. We are made to be accountable for what we know. Now that the qualifications of an elder have been explained to you, you, individual Christian, have to do your part. You see, you are the one who affirms these men to be elders and deacons. If you do not commit to growing in God's word, to study these qualifications, to understand them, to get to know the men appointed to these positions for accountability, for service, for love. If you don't do that and you still circle yes on the ballot, shame on you. One of the most heartbreaking things I hear is when someone says to me, I don't even know who my elder is. Well, how'd they get to be an elder then? I realize it's an exaggerated example, but I think you know what I'm saying here. Let's take this just a little bit deeper. The scriptural qualifications of an elder, I think, can be divided into three broad categories. Moral and spiritual character, the abilities, and then the spirit-given motivation. I want to talk about those. We're going to dig deeper into them. And we're going to start with the moral and spiritual character. Of an elder. Now, here we go. The moral and spiritual character of an elder, those qualities of an elder, stress the following things. Integrity, self-control, spiritual maturity. Now, you see, since elders are to govern the church body, they themselves must be self-controlled in the use of things like money and alcohol and in the exercise of their pastoral authorities. And since they're to be models of Christian living, they must be committed to their own personal spiritual growth. They must be committed to grow. They must be lovers of good things. They must be hospitable. They must, And morally, they must be above reproach before the non-Christian community. If in the servant leader role, they should focus on relationships, skills. Shepherd elders must be gentle. They must be stable. They must be sound-minded, uncontentious. Something else to remember. Something I have to tell myself a lot. Angry, hot-headed men hurt people. So an elder must not have a vindictive spirit or be quick-tempered or self-willed. An elder also must not be a new Christian. He should be spiritually mature, humble, time-proven, a disciple of Jesus Christ. The next qualification category that I want to talk about it comes in abilities. There are basically three requirements that address the servant leader's abilities to perform the task of elder. In short, he must be able to manage his household well. He must be able to provide a model of Christian living for others to follow. And he must be able to teach and defend the faith. If a man cannot maintain his household, how can he maintain the church of God? I say to men all the time, your first ministry is to your family. Uh, Back in the day, the Puritans actually referred to the family as the little church. We must make sure that we are serving and leading the little church well. So that we can in turn lead and serve God's church well. In that, an elder must be an example of Christian living. Not only to his family and to the church that he shepherds as well. But also to those outside of the church. You see, the servant leader must be an example of Christian living. That other people will want to follow. Paul reminded the Asian leaders. In 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 3. To be examples to the flock. I believe that the greatest way. To inspire and influence people for God. Is through personal example. Let them see your character. Let them see your deeds. Not your official title or position. And in regard to that. A servant leader must be able to teach. And defend the faith. Let me say it this way. It doesn't matter how successful a man is in business or his job or how eloquently he speaks or even how intelligent he is. If he isn't firmly committed to historic apostolic doctrine and able to instruct people in biblical doctrine, he doesn't qualify as a biblical elder. Before we finish up today, um, I want to briefly talk about the elders spirit given motivation for the task. This can be stated as the elders desire to love and care for God's people. If any man aspires to the office of overseer, it is a fine work he desires to do. That's what Paul says. Paul knew what all elders quickly find out if they didn't know. Shepherding, the shepherding task cannot be done by someone who views spiritual care as an unwanted obligation. Paul knew that, and that's why he wrote. It is a fine work he desires to do for those who aspire to the office of overseer. Elders who serve grudgingly or under constraint are incapable of genuine care for people. They will be unhappy, impatient, guilty, even fearful and ineffective shepherds. We can't have that. Shepherding God's people through this sin-weary world is far too difficult a task as it is. With way too many problems, way too many dangers, way too many demands. uh, To be entrusted to someone who lacks the will and the desire to do the work. And so now that I've shared with you your part. And we've discussed the role of the servant, elder, leader. In terms of what his moral and spiritual character and his abilities and the spirit given motivation is. As we run the race in the church today. As elders, deacons and you. We need men of Christ-like character to be servant leaders, elders and deacons alike. And we, you, need to examine these men. We need to examine them well before pointing them into these positions. That's our part. I pray that this past week you've done your part well. If you haven't, it's not too late. Make a point to get to know the elders and deacons of Huntsville Christian Church personally remember we are not meant to be alone we are not meant to serve alone no elder or deacon is an island I challenge you Huntsville Christian Church get to know your servant leadership team you responded well last week and most of you have spent last week praying for, for those men. I've seen some of the emails that have come in. Uh, I've had some response for some of that. And, and so now I want you to ask God how you can get to know them better. Get to know the servant leaders of your church. Get to know their families better. Folks, the best bylaws and constitutions are important. Sorry. The best bylaws and constitutions are impotent without men. Who are just, devout, sensible, self controlled, forbearing, uncontentious, and faithful to sound doctrine. These are the qualities that God requires of those servant leaders that will hold the position of elder or deacon in his church. And so I challenge you this week, as part of your response and doing your part, commit. To study what God's word says about what a qualified elder and deacon are. Pray about whether you could one day be a servant leader based on those qualifications. Pray about how you can support our current servant leaders as they run the race to honor God. As we sing our response song this morning, consider how you will respond to God's words about qualified leadership. Will you sing our response song with us this morning? and respond to God's word accordingly. Feel free to add something in the comment, a challenge that you want, uh, how you will accept this challenge, how you will respond to praying for, supporting, getting to know the people that have been placed in leadership at Huntsville Christian Church. We lift our voices we lift our hands.